This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Derek Armstrong and Word of Grace Community Church. For more information, please visit wogcc.com. Exciting moment for me. When I can turn the switch from off to on, it's a, it's a magical switch. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad that you're here. Oh, man, what an exciting year 2015 uh, was. I don't know about you, but for me personally, I know my family and I, man, we just... Man, God really did some cool stuff in 2015 and really grateful. God did some really great things here at Word of Grace in 2015. Um, you know, we, we've seen the church grow. We've seen uh, our Momentum Project uh, completed uh, so far as raising the funds and, and, and some of those projects yet to uh, still are in the works. We've just seen so many amazing things. People baptized, people, people saved. We've seen people just uh, go through all kinds of amazing things that all the credit and all the glory just goes directly to God. Um, you know, I, I said this jokingly in the first service and I got booed. I said we kicked Andy out, but that was a, that was a, everybody said boo. No, no, we, 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 we blessed Pastor Andy to, to, to leave in, uh, and, and man, let me tell you what a, what a great experience um, to be able to transition in such a healthy way uh, with one of our staff pastors going on to pastor a church just about 30 35 miles up the road or so, and today is actually his first service there. So I'm sure that uh, they're in on their uh, first service. He, he always tries to, to beat me with preaching time just so he can say that, uh, you know, hey, I let people out earlier than you, so they're going to like me better. Um, so anyways, uh, so, so, he, so he may be wrapping it up right now over there at, at his church, but we love Pastor Andy. We're so proud of him and so, uh, so excited. Man, what a beautiful thing to have happened in our church that we were able just to transition and one of our staff pastors in such a healthy way. And we look forward to doing great things with uh, him and his church in the future. You know, as I was praying about, God, what do you have for our church family for 2015? Um, God just gave me this phrase, and he just put this in my heart, and I'm going to share it with you this morning. That phrase is this, grow to the next level. Grow to the next level. That, that's really what 2016 is going to be all about for Word of Grace. And I hope that not only for our church uh, that we grow to the next level, but you as an individual grow to the next level. Whether you're a part of our regular church family or not, maybe you're here visiting today and you're like, well, I don't know if this applies to me or not. Believe me, it does, because God is challenging all of us to grow to the next level in Him. And really, God gave me three things that we're supposed to focus on as a church to help us to grow to the next level. And this morning, I'm going to share one of those things with you today. And then in the couple, uh, the, the other two will, will come in, in the next couple weeks where I'll share those with you. But the three things that he gave us to focus on, man, to help us to grow to the next level, the first of which being maturity. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down that title because that's the title of my message this morning is maturity. You know, Word of Grace is growing as a church family of Christ followers that love God, love people, and serve the world. We recognize that there is a call to grow because to answer that call to grow is us really recognizing we can't stay here. No matter how good here is, here is really good. If you want to talk about Word of Grace right now in our church family, here is great. I mean, I don't know what your level of experience is here at our church family, but man, God has done such an amazing work in our church. There's so much unity. There's just so much of just community, people connecting with one another. I mean, the things we've been able to do and God's done in us and through us has been beautiful. It's been absolutely amazing. And the temptation is to just kind of coast and go, okay, let's just enjoy here, right? Here is nice. I like here. Here is good. It's fun. 
But if we always stay here, we're going to get stagnant and complacent and never grow. No matter how good here is for you, God wants more for you than where you're at. You know that? He wants you to grow to the next level. So our 2016 vision focus is grow to the next level. So we won't get complacent. So we won't get stuck. Because the enemy would love for nothing more than for the people of God to get stuck and complacent and never grow. Because it will often be like people on a treadmill where we're running and we're, we're, we're giving our energy and our effort, but we're really not going anywhere. We're just giving a lot of energy and we get frustrated because I want to go somewhere. Well, you've got to get off the treadmill and you've got to grow to the next level to actually go somewhere. There, um, the, the, in maturity, there's a few areas that I want to kind of explain what that means for Word of Grace, what that means for us when I say maturity. Because the feeling I get being raised in church my whole life is that we use a lot of spiritual sounding words or things that sound really nice in church that make everybody go, yeah, right, yeah. But we really don't know what we're actually saying because we can be often broad and we can be vague at times. We can say, hey, we want God to do great things in the church. Amen. We want people to be blessed. Yes. Amen. And we want to see lives changed. Yes. What does all of that mean? Because those are nice Good things, but yet they're pretty broad and they're pretty vague. So when I say maturity, I don't want it to have that same feel that I'm just saying we want to grow to the next level of maturity. And we all high five and go, yeah, grow to the next level of maturity. And then everybody goes, now what does that mean? I want to help define for you and clarify, kind of drill it down a little bit more what we mean when we say word of grace is going to grow to the next level in maturity in 2016. And there's three things that I want to help clarify here. Number one. When I say word of grace is going to grow in maturity, we're going to develop leaders. We need to develop leaders. That's part of our church maturing and going to the next level. What I mean by uh, developing leaders is that, guess what? Our church is growing, and that's awesome. But for people to truly be discipled, for people to truly grow, there have to be people who are willing to mentor and lead others. Amen? So there has to be a maturing process where someone takes that leadership role, whether they have a title or not, it doesn't matter, where they take that role of investing in another to help them to grow, and then they, in turn, will invest in another to help them grow, and in turn, invest in another to help them grow. So that way, we see people who have had experiences in life or who have learned things, and they're able to help other people by leading them. Let me tell you what I've experienced. Let me tell you what we've been through. Let me share my story. Let us do life together to help you grow out of this financial hardship or to help you grow through this marriage issue or to teach you how to raise godly children or to teach you how to be that godly parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle or what have you, or to help you to be that employee that can keep a steady, stable job and be a God-honoring employee that is shining the light of Christ at their workplace, to be that person who can share the gospel confidently, hey, to be that person who can pray unashamedly. Because how, how many of us would agree that there is a great need in the world today for people to care about one another, right? Now, what often happens is that we, we care to a certain extent. We care on Facebook enough to like the post, 
We care enough to feel sorry for the one in the video or to comment how angry we are at the injustice of the world. But yet, are we willing to step out and do something about it? That's the difference between someone being a leader and someone just being complacent. You see, a leader is going to step out and is going to want to do something to affect change and to lead others to bring about that change as well. And that's going to happen as we grow and mature because the need is there. The need is everywhere. Amen? It's everywhere. So developing leaders is huge because God wants us to increase our capacity of our effectiveness because God didn't say, you know what, word of grace I think you've gotten enough people saved and led enough people to Christ. You guys are good. God doesn't say, hey, word of grace, you've helped to heal enough marriages by teaching the word and modeling and and mentoring. You've done enough. You're good. You've you've got enough. You're good. He doesn't say, you know, you've helped set enough addicts free. You've helped pray with enough people. You've done, you're, you're good. You're good. Does God say that? Of course not. We're all chuckling and laughing at that because we know that that's ridiculous. So why would we think that church is just all about us and all about and all for us and it's not about us growing for the purpose of serving more people? Amen? There's an element. Yeah, you need to grow. There's an element that is for you for sure. But the purpose of that element that's for you is to help equip you to be able to grow, to be able to go, to serve. Amen? That's what maturity and developing leaders. So we're going to strategically do that this year through mentoring, through teaching and training, through making sure that we have things in place here at church to help develop those leaders and opportunities to help grow leaders here at Word of Grace. And I hope that'll be a challenge for you personally to grow as well. The next thing that maturity means is growing in the fundamentals. Now, everybody knows the great coach Vince Lombardi, right? Woohoo, right? I've got a few cheers on that. Okay. Anyways, when the pack would lose a game, he didn't say, all right, guys, let's work on this trick play, all right? Let, let's, get back. Let, let, let's figure out this angle that nobody else is seeing. Let, 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 let's really strategize and try to figure out this, this one trick play that we can get to, to, to beat uh, our opponent next week. No, what did he do when they would lose? He would go back to the fundamentals. They would begin to run drills that they ran in high school. Could you imagine these superstar athletes being called in to practice the next day after a loss to run through drills that they ran through in high school? Coach, I know this. I know this. I I know this already. These are the fundamentals. These are the basics. Yeah, but he knows that if you get strong at the fundamentals, then when you're in the situation where they need to be exercised, you'll do it automatically without thinking. You don't even have to think about it. So when I begin to say, what are the fundamentals of Christianity? What are the core fundamentals that we need to become experts in that we always need to go back to instead of looking for that latest book or looking for that latest church fad or looking for that latest gimmick that we can try to use to hook people or to reach people instead of looking for that latest and greatest hottest thing why don't we go back to the word and say let's find out the fundamentals of Christianity and that's prayer, scripture and just simply being available. Those are the fundamentals of Christianity right there. It's me being a person of prayer because Jesus said that my father's house should be what? A house of prayer, right? Remember when he got on to the guys who were, who, were, who were trying to take advantage of people coming to the temple to make sacrifices? He went and turned all the tables over. He said, you guys have made this a den of thieves. He said, this is supposed to be a house of prayer. 
We need to return to the fundamental of prayer. We need to return to the fundamental of Scripture and making sure we're people of the Word. Listen, if we become people of prayer and the Word and we make ourselves available, God can do anything in us and through us that He wants to for His kingdom and His glory. Amen? I mean, come on. It's time to grow to the next level in these things. If you've been in a place in your life where you have been afraid to pray out loud, it's time to grow to the next level. If you have been at a place in your life where you always give the excuse, oh, I would share with that coworker, but I don't know enough scripture, it's, it's time to grow to the next level. Amen? If you're that person who says, I'm too busy, I just don't have enough time, it would be nice if my schedule would be cleared, then you need to reevaluate your priorities and your schedule and be more available for the kingdom because it's time to grow to the next level. Are you hearing me this morning? You see, this is what us growing in the fundamentals in this piece of maturity that God wants us to grow to the next level in. Because guess what? The excuses are sending people to hell. They are. The excuses are sending people to hell. People are going to hell while we are trying to get our stuff figured out so we would be willing to pray with someone at work who is hurting. People are going to hell while... Our Bibles are sitting there on our phones, on our desk, in our car, everywhere, and we don't crack them open to put the Word in us. So when a situation arises where I need to speak the Word to someone or give them Scripture that would encourage them, I don't have it because I haven't been investing. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? As as the prophet Sweet Brown said, right? (laughs) We don't have time for that anymore. Because, listen, we've got a job to do. We have the greatest message in the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not when we were perfect, not when we got everything together, not when we were socially acceptable, not when we did everything just right to please everybody. Then God said, okay, now you're good enough, come on in. No, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet blasphemers, while we were yet liars and thieves, while we were cursing the name of God, He said, I'm going to die for you right in the middle of all of that junk because His love was that great for us. And all we have to do is receive that and understand that message and understand that love and that forgiveness and that reconciliation that he wants to bring between God and man. And we have that message that can change someone's eternity. Man, we love Christmas time, especially if we have a little bit of extra money, like everybody had a little extra money, right? If you have a little bit of extra money around Christmas time, what do you want to do with that? You want to go and bless other people, don't you? You know, you realize, oh... We, we have more than we need. I, I want, I'll tell you what my wife and I have done is that we've actually put into our budget a certain amount of money every month that we're just going to give away. So, so don't come up to me and ask me. But, <laughs> but, but in, in our budget, every month we, we, we put a certain amount of money that we're asking God, hey, show us where we're supposed to give this money. And without fail, every time there's a need or something that we can help out with. But we're purposeful about doing that. We want to make sure that we have created space to do that because we love to give. We love to be able to bless others. And let me tell you, folks, it it, it works the same way in everything. We just have to be purposeful about it. Amen? Amen. Whether it's financial, whether it's time, whether whether it's you just spending time. Man, you've got to be purposeful about it. You need to grow to the next level. You've got to start going, okay, I'm ready to do something different. I need to invest in prayer. 
I need to invest in scripture. I need to invest in making sure that I'm available. So that way when there's a need that arises, I've got space to be able to give. Amen? Amen. That I've got a prayer that I can pray. That I've got a scripture to share. That I have something that has been invested in me beforehand. So when those situations come, because they're everywhere. Hurting people are everywhere. You work with them. You go and and they serve you food at a restaurant. They they, they check you out at at, at the checkout line at the grocery store. They're everywhere. You work with them. You see them every day. But we need people who are willing to grow with a purpose and say, you know what, I'm going to grow to the next level and I'm going to invest in prayer, scripture, and availability. Now, we as a church are going to do that by making sure that we have regular times of prayer available. We want to make sure that we're teaching scripture in a strong way, that that's the focus of everything that we do on the weekend. Uh, the music is, is, is wonderful. Um, our time of fellowship is wonderful. But everything that we do is to teach the word of God on the weekend to our church family. That's what we're doing. And then we're trying to create more ways to be able to teach throughout the week and create those community groups to further invest the word in people and to pray together and to be available to serve together because as we grow in the fundamentals, we're going to be maturing and growing into leaders naturally because that's just how it works. That's how it happens. Amen? And then the last piece of maturity that uh, we're going to grow in as a church family in 2016 is we're going to focus on strengthening communication and training. And what I mean by that is I want us to focus on making sure that we're not dropping the ball, that a structural issue within our internal systems of communication is not causing frustration or not leading us to assumed intent. Because how many of you know that the land of assumption is a dangerous place to live in? If I'm assuming you meant this and you meant that and I thought that was what you wanted to do, but that's not really what you wanted to do, everybody's confused and it causes frustration. So we want to grow in that by making sure that we're investing properly in systems and communication and ways that we do things as a church family. Now, Isaiah 54 and 2 says this. Isaiah 54 and 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Now, the prophet Isaiah was giving this word to Israel, and he was referring to Israel, how Israel had been like a woman who was barren, who could not have children. And he says, you need to prepare because you're about to have a really big family. It was actually a, uh, it was a prophecy about the Messiah, but the principle behind the prophecy is that God wants us to prepare for things he wants to do. When God wants to do something, we don't need to go, oh, I guess that's that thing God's doing. We better go clean up the house real quick. No, he wants us to prepare beforehand. We see this as the heart of God, and we see this as a principle all throughout Scripture. Because you remember when Jesus told the story uh, or the parable of the people with the different talents? What did he say? He said, you have been faithful over a few things, so I will make you ruler over many things, right? He said, you've been faithful over the little things, and it's the little things oftentimes that make the biggest difference when they're done consistently because it's the little things when they are neglected that cause us the biggest headaches. We just don't realize that we wake up one morning and all of a sudden we go, how did I get here? Well, it was because of consistently ignoring and neglecting the little things. And it's going to be the same thing for us as a church as we're looking at growing in maturity. We want to grow to the next level in maturity, so we need to focus on those little things so we can lengthen our cords, so we can strengthen our stakes, because we want to prepare for what God wants to do. Man, if 500 people came into this church next Sunday who were lost and didn't know Christ, it would be a madhouse. Wouldn't it? 
We would be scrambling to try to figure everything out. Man, we would be overwhelmed. Would we be adequately prepared to disciple those people? Would we be adequately prepared to to be able to invest and to help them grow and mature? Would we have the leaders in place? Would we have the communication systems in place? Would we uh, have the structure in place? Would we have been prayed up and studied up and, and been available and ready to help? The answer would be no at this point. So that's why we have to prepare because God wants to grow his church and he wants us to grow in influence in our community and in our area for his kingdom and for his glory because there's plenty of people that still need Jesus. Amen? Amen. But there needs to be a church that's willing to grow to the next level and prepare for it. So that way when it happens, you're not caught off guard. Instead, you go, we've been waiting for this. We've been preparing for this. Here's what I taught you last week. If you were here last week, I taught a message on vision. And I said, there's three things we need to do. We need to see it. We need to plan for it. And we need to expect it. Those are the three things we need to do concerning vision. You got to see it. That's great. We see it. Love God. Love people. Serve the world. Disciple. Yay. We want to do all that. It's great. But if all you do is see it, it's just a bumper sticker and a t-shirt. If all you do is see it, it's just a bumper sticker and a t-shirt. You've got to see it, and then you've got to plan for it. And then once you plan for it, you don't just sit around. You've got to actually expect it. Because the expecting part comes from when God's going to do his part because I was faithful doing what he told me to do. You see, it was my job to follow the plans of the Holy Spirit and make sure I'm executing at the level that he wants me to execute at, and then I need to expect him to do what I can't do. I can't change hearts. I can't save people. That's his job. But I better be prayed up and ready to go, full of the word and available. Amen? Amen. I better make sure I'm communicating properly and we have our structure in place. I better make sure that I've been developing leaders and we've been growing as leaders so that when those people come, and then we expect it and then God does the other part. The part we can't do. And that's change hearts and lives. Amen? Amen? You see, we must increase our capacity personally and as a church for us to grow. It's about us lengthening our cords, strengthening our stakes, increasing our capacity because healthy growth is prepared for and expected. It doesn't catch you off guard. Healthy growth is prepared for and expected. Think about your own physical body because the the word constantly refers to the church as the body of Christ. So let's think about our physical body. Do one day I wake up, I have six-pack abs, and I'm extremely healthy? How did this happen? This is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Is that how it works? What do you do? You've got to plan for it, right? You've got to make time for it. You've got to make sure you're doing things right. Man, I, I feel so bad when I see people in the gym and they're not doing things right. You know, I, do I say something? Do I not say something? Do I want to be that guy? You know? And I see people, they look like they're going to hurt themselves, you know? I mean, my goodness. You, you, you not only have to, have to see it, but you have to plan for it. And I have to make sure that I'm planning. If I want to be healthy, I have to change some things. I need to plan, make a plan. And then I have to work that plan and expect to see those results. It's the same thing with the body of Christ. For us to increase our strength, our capacity, our effectiveness, we've got to see it, plan for it, and expect it. Jesus said it like this in Luke 14 and 28. He said, which of you intends to build a tower and you don't sit down first and count the cost, whether you have enough money to finish it? He said, you don't get in the middle of the project. I mean, at least I hope you don't. You know, you watch those renovation shows, or maybe you've lived the renovation show, where you bust open a wall and you're like, huh, 
I didn't know that was there. I don't even know what that is. And you find out it's something that's going to cost thousands of dollars to fix that you hadn't budgeted or prepared for. That's why you got to give yourself some wiggle room. you got to give yourself some flex space. That's why you want to make sure that you are uh, uh, overestimating. Uh, you don't want to get into it underestimating. You want to overestimate and go, okay, I want to make sure that I'm counting that cost to make sure that I can finish this project. And it's the same thing with us as Christians. Man, as we look at moving forward, as we look at growing as believers and growing as a church, we need to go, man, I need to make sure that I am properly investing. I need to calculate this thing and look at it because this is what Jesus said in Matthew 9 and 37 and 38. Jesus said this. He said, Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. That's you and me. You know that? That's, that's us. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few because here's the reason we want to increase our capacity. This is the reason we want to grow in maturity. Increasing your capacity gives greater opportunity for impact. That's the whole reason. It's, it's not so we can go, oh, look at how many people come to Word of Grace. So over that, Okay. I'm more interested in impact, but I know that increasing our capacity gives me a greater what? Opportunity for impact. Because there's so many people that are going through so many things. I know as a pastor, just sitting down and talking with people, hearing their hurts, hearing their struggles, hearing what's going on in their lives. My goodness, so many people that are hurting, and the world's not in any shortage of hurting people. Amen? The world's not in any shortage of people that need to come and hear the good news of the message of Jesus Christ. And I'm staring at a room full of people who have the greatest message in the world. I'm just staring at a room full of people, myself included, that just need to take it to another level. Amen? Amen. I need to take my own walk to a whole new level because I want to have a greater impact for the kingdom of God because I'm living this life with a purpose. Amen? Amen. You see, a purpose is going to drive me to want to grow to the next level. Because I don't want to get complacent. I can enjoy good things because good things are going on right now. But I want to increase my capacity so I can have a greater opportunity for impact. So that means we need to grow to the next level. You know, we've been averaging about 150 kids in our church each weekend under the age of 10. Did you know that? If you work in there, you do. (laughs) You're well aware of that. Did you know that just three weeks ago that we had over 200 people in our church that were under the age of 18? Wow. Do you know that? Amen. That's great, isn't it? But we need more volunteers to catch the vision and to get passionate and to step up as leaders because guess what? We don't have enough people helping in there. Our kids' ministry is a priority and we need to give them our absolute best because they're worth it. Amen? Amen. We're not doing anything strategically to try to draw more kids in. It's not like we're going around the neighborhood and canvassing the neighborhood and handing out candy and $5 bills if you'll come to church next week. They're just coming. All right, we're not doing anything special. We're not great marketers, okay? Most church marketing is really pitiful. We're just not marketing geniuses here, okay? What's happening is that mom and dad are hearing the word and they're growing and they're getting excited and they're telling their other friends and their friends are coming and that's awesome we can high five and celebrate that we can celebrate the good all day long but then guess what we're going to burn good people out 
Oh, let me say it again. Amen was really weak. Sorry, guys. We're going to burn people out. I'm, I don't, I, I'm not trying to guilt you into anything because I don't want guilty volunteers. I want passionate volunteers who are growing to the next level and want to increase the capacity of this local body. People who get it and go, you know what? I, I, I'm willing to serve. Put me where you need me. I'll, I'll do what you need me to do. Because, my goodness, Pastor Stephen has his uh, 180 J High that meets every Sunday morning uh, right after our worship, and they go over in the Oasis room. I don't know if you've been in the Oasis room. It holds about 20 people, okay, 25 uncomfortably, but about 20 people comfortably. A couple weeks ago, he had 38 teenagers in there. That's not even, that's not including adults, okay? That's, that's not us trying to inflate the numbers by saying, oh, there were so many adults in there. And No, 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 that's just the teenagers. That's awesome. That's great. Praise God. But guess what? We're going to bump into a ceiling here shortly. You understand what I'm saying? We're going to bump into a ceiling here shortly, so I need leaders to step up. I need leaders to step up. I, I want to develop you and help you. If you don't know how, Pastor Stephen is about to, to, to launch this, this uh, video ministry where we began to put our services online via video. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. But it takes people to make this thing happen. It, it does. It takes people to make this thing happen. All these different areas, they're, they're great. They're successful. We're excited, but we're going to bump into a ceiling if we don't catch the vision and grow to the next level. We've got to see it as an opportunity to make a greater impact. So... I want you to believe that our kids are worth it because I think you believe that, amen? I think that you know it's right in church to say amen to that, uh, right? Amen. <laughs> yes, our kids are a priority, but man, we, we need people to help in there because, wow, we, don't, we didn't know where all these kids came from. I mean, we were just kind of coasting along 75, 100 kids on a weekend for a while. Then all of a sudden, where did all you other people come from? <laughs> And I know that the, part of our momentum project is going to be finishing one of these kids' rooms. And so we're going to be asking for help if you can help finish that. We raised all the money for it. We've got the money. Now we just need the, 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 the people and the work days and all that stuff will be coming down the pipe where we can finish that last room and have another room because that one room sometimes will hold 30, 40 kids that are between the ages of 2 and 4. <laughs> and some of you know because you've been in there. Some of you guys know, and you're like, wow, this is crazy, and you just leave your kids casually in there, I'm doing a go enjoy service, be good. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> leave that poor 18-year-old girl sitting there going, ah. <laughs> We need to catch the vision, amen, because it's great. Because what these services do is not only do they teach your kid the word, not only are they teaching your children the word of God, and we're looking to improve that and make that even better than it is, and we're working on that even today, this afternoon, I'm having a meeting with some of those people to make that stuff better and take it to a new level. That's great. That's awesome. But you get to come in here and not have to worry about your child because your child is taken care of well, because they're being taught the word. That's great. Man, could you just go in there maybe once a month and help provide that for someone else? I, I mean, I'm, we're not asking you to like, you know, give your life to where you're in there and you're locked in a cage and you never come out. That's a huge need and we have that need. So think about that. Pray about that as we're looking to grow to the next level. Community groups are one of the strongest ways that we disciple people here at Word of Grace. Discipleship happens best in the context of relationships. You've heard me say that a thousand times. But we're going to develop leaders who are passionate about making disciples and leading groups. 
people of the word who are maturing and who are being developed as leaders through others mentoring them and helping them mature. And man, we're about to roll those out. And that's going to be a great way. If you're not involved in community groups, man, you are missing out because it's so great. I know that some amazing things happen in community groups. There's one couple in our church, the, the, the wife was expecting, and in their community group, um, they, uh, they decided to do the nursery for them and paint it and get everything ready for them. And then she had her baby. They provided meals and took care of this gal and, 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 her, and her husband and their new baby. And it was just awesome. And I didn't know anything about it till like two weeks after it happened. I was like, you guys got to let somebody know, you know? And I thought it was beautiful because it's like, no, we're, our group is caring for this couple. And that's the way the body should be, amen? is that we're caring for one another. That's just one aspect of community groups. Man, there's so many facets. Uh, uh, one of our stronger community groups that, that's very teaching focused is our Trek ministry, where our very first year of launching that thing, we had 54 people graduate from it. 26-week deal. And it's huge. And we've got about the same number in the nest. We're around 40, 50 people are in it now between our church and Remedy Church in downtown Sheboygan that we partnered with to do it. I know some of you go to Remedy and some people from Remedy come to our church for Trek. It's awesome. It's great. If you're not involved in community group, it's a great way to get to know people, great way to get connected. But we need more leaders to make more community groups happen to better serve the body. So pray about that. We're going to grow to the next level in maturity here at Word of Grace through becoming stronger in prayer, scripture reading, and understanding, as well as just simply being available. And these fundamentals we need to focus on, and we're going to do that through teaching. We want to make sure that we're corporately praying. I know that Monday through Thursday, all right? Monday through Thursday, every Monday through Thursday, our pastoral staff is going to get together at 8.30 and we're going to pray every morning. And if you can join us, it's open invite. It's not like some kind of sacred holy huddle that you can't come to. <laughs> you can come. Every Monday through Thursday, if you can make it in the morning, we're going to have more opportunities for prayer as well. We're going to begin to institute more pre-service prayer type stuff to make prayer a priority here at Word of Grace. And I need people who are willing to come and pray. And then after the service, people who are willing to pray with people and help minister to other people as well. It's got to be a priority. And I'm going to keep teaching the Word, folks. We're going to teach the Word. God, this is really cool. This has only happened for the past two years, okay? where God has actually like given me a map of every sermon that I'm going to preach for the year. And I don't have them all written, and I, don't, I haven't studied and prepared all of them by no means, because I normally do that about a week or two weeks out. But I, I know exactly where we're going all year long, and I can tell you the things that we're going to be talking about, things we're going to be learning and growing in, it's going to be huge. And I can't wait to teach those things, and we're going to take those things in community groups as well. It's going to be great. But let's grow in our confidence in those fundamentals. If it's time for you to step up more, time for you to carve out that time, time for you to step out in that uncomfortable situation and speak that word or pray out loud, time to do it. Time to grow to the next level, amen? Because you're increasing your capacity for a greater impact. Now, lastly, when it comes to strengthening communication and training, our staff recognizes, and I as your pastor recognize that there have been a lack of proper communication and training in different areas that we've experienced as a church. And I want to apologize for any frustrations that maybe you've experienced because of that. So if you're in that boat where maybe you were put in a position and you didn't feel adequately prepared, or perhaps communication wasn't the best or the strongest between the staff and the balance of the body, or, or a leader that you were dealing with in the body, uh, man, I apologize for that. We recognize that. And we're making great uh, strides to do better. And we're only going to get stronger 
organizationally by making that a priority in 2016. So we've already been working on different things we're going to do to simplify things. I've already got a leader in place that's also going to help with making sure that consistent care is provided to the body by the laity and by the pastoral staff. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's just a real strong, biblical, solid way that we can just organize better and make sure that we're doing a better job. Now, I'm not promising perfection because there's people involved. So don't get too excited. But here's what I can commit. I can commit to you that we're making strong efforts to minimize frustration and communication errors and really narrowing that, that window and that door for assumption to happen or confusion to happen. So we want to make sure we do a better job of that. So we're going to do that. And I take responsibility for that as your pastor, and I take responsibility to help it grow to the next level too. So that's what we're going to do. Because in 2016, here's what I want to ask you to commit to do. Will you commit to grow to the next level in maturity? Will you commit? This is, I'm asking you now. I've told you what I feel like God is leading me as a senior pastor to do and what all these great things that we need, all these great things that we're going to do, and i still got two other things that I'm going to share with you in the following weeks of those three focuses. This is just number one. But in maturity concerning this one, are you willing to commit to grow to the next level in maturity? Because here's the thing, you're a part. Everyone has a role. Don't be a bystander. Amen. Get involved. Get involved in helping our church grow this next year in maturity by you personally deciding. This year, I'm going to grow. This year, I'm going to grow in maturity as a believer and thus helping our church family to increase our capacity to do more for God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Here's the last thing that I want to share with you. Colossians 1, 9, and 10 says this. This is a prayer. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, we don't cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's the scripture. Grow to the next level. He's saying, we're praying that you'll have more knowledge of His will, that you'll have more spiritual understanding, that you can walk worthy of the Lord and please Him, and that you can be fruitful. We want to be fruitful for His kingdom. Amen? We want to increase in knowing Him more. We want to grow to the next level. So one more time, growing to the next level in maturity, we're going to be developing leaders. We're going to be growing in the fundamentals. We're going to be strengthening communication and training. So what is the next step for you and your family? I don't want to try to define that for you. I want to let the Holy Spirit work on your heart and help you answer that question. What does the next level look like? What's the next step? What do you need to do differently today? that you haven't been doing? What's the thing that you need to make space for? What's the thing you need to start doing? What's the step you need to take to grow to the next level? Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit wogcc.com.